Good day, everyone, and welcome to Disturb America with us, your host, DeAndre Pace and Rhett Williams. Uh, today's episode is, I, well, I, well, I like the title. I don't know. I, I don't know if Rhett will like this title, but I like this title. I'm going to call this the, uh, the Prelude to Calamity, because to me, it seems as though right now the world is... The Western world, should I say, not so much uh, the Middle East or or China, but the Western world, it seems, is is teetering on the edge of a knife at this particular moment in time. Yeah, we are. This this is uh, perhaps that crossroads that I, I was I've been writing about for the past few months. You know that point in history where. It marks a, it's a demarcation. It's before and after. We're right, right now at a point where it could quite literally go either way. And who would you rather, you know, almost anybody you'd rather have holding that knife than a guy who's basically dead half the time? Yeah. Half the time. And the, uh, the other half, he's asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, so. you know, I don't know if you listened to any of my episodes from way back in the first season, but I've been predicting this for, for quite song. quite a while. I've been I, I I know in the beginning it seemed like I was doing this with all gloom and doom to some of my people who have stayed here since since the first episode. But I've been predicting this for quite a while, and it's because there there, there is a point of no return, and history is cyclical, if anything, and it is. I've been saying this for so long that I start to sound like a broken record, but it is astounding to me that we are quite literally a century transposed from the world's greatest cataclysmic event, the Great Depression leading into, uh, or the Roaring Twenties, leading into the stock market, leading into the Great Depression, leading into World War II. We are literally a hundred years and doing the exact same thing 100 years later. Uh, almost exactly the exact same rollout almost even because what do we have in 1918 influenza epidemic shut everything down to get you know salvage the economy spanish flu not the spanish 1918 and then then we had a roaring economy in the 1920s we had a roaring economy under donald trump uh up until 2020 and our economy technically is still considered to be roaring since the stock markets are still going up, even though we can clearly tell that wages well, have gone today. down. Yes, they did over a thousand points uh, on the Dow Jones. Uh, I mean, actually, you know, they started they started crashing. They started crashing yesterday, and they were down over eight hundred points yesterday. And when I got up this morning, immediately they dropped down by over seven hundred points today. Uh, on Dow on Dow Jones and Dow Futures, and so the market is going down. So we're looking at a stock market crash, uh, probably before the end of this decade, and then going into the into the 30s of our lifetime, uh, we're going to be in the greatest depression that the world has ever seen, and it seems as though uh, our war for our our World War Three is happening. A few years earlier than it did uh, with with the Europe, which happened in 1933, starting with Hitler before we before it became a massive 
uh, war, well, for World War started in 1940, but Hitler started his invasions in 33. I think we should take this and try to paint the bleakest possible picture. Let's first go through and lay out everything we can about the worst possible situation, the worst way it could turn out. And there's several disaster scenarios, but then after that, I think we should come back. We should come back and lay out a possible, a possibility for this possibly being a, I'm saying possibly too much. We should lay out how it could turn out the best, all things considered. All things considered is the rad part. (laughs) Well, to me, there are two, most likely scenarios that are very glim for not just us in America, but all over the world, depending on which one of these scenarios winds up. The one that I find most likely is that America is about to suffer uh, the biggest blackout in history because our politicians are inept and they have refused to upgrade and update our energy grid. Everything in our country is connected to the same energy grid. The Russians and the Chinese have proven that they are able to hack uh, into our energy companies when they hacked into the oil company a few years, uh, I think it was a few months ago, um, maybe maybe a year ago. And they proved that they were able to do that. And so they, that, that proves to me that they have the capabilities of hacking into Americans' energy grid and shutting it down. If they shut down the energy grid, we're basically in the dark. And that starts World War III because uh, you're going to be you're going to be on edge because you don't have any way of being able to defend yourself or or gather intel because everything's shut down. Our internet shut down. Our electricity and things like that shut down. Everything energy related is shut down thanks to this blackout that's going to happen. In my opinion, due to due to a cyber attack because we all know that. Cyber warfare is the most dangerous threat to us right now, uh, par nuclear warfare. And then there's then there's the second, uh, the second catastrophic uh, catastrophic event that could possibly happen, and it's almost tied to the first one, and that is if if we do wind up going into World War Three, which I do believe that we are. It, World War III is most likely going to be nuclear. And if that happens, God, God save us. Because if, I mean, Putin, he's 69 years old. He's on the way. He's on the way checking out. He's got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And if he does decide to send nuclear weapons into, uh, into America, uh, let's hope his aim is, is right. Because if he, if he so much as hits the middle of the country, uh, the wrong area of the country, he will set off a chain of events that will completely destroy the world as we know it. We all know yeah, what lies. Especially in if it's too close to the yeah, the Yellowstone. That's an Mount Yosemite right there. Yes. Yeah, we're the all entire dead. Western Hemisphere is gone, and the nuclear winter that will come from it will completely destroy the Eastern Hemisphere. <clears throat> so. That I mean, but you know what? That's that said, these are the two most likely scenarios to happen. In my opinion, if if we are to go to war, 
these are the most likely scenarios. You know, Putin, as I said, Putin yeah. has nothing has nothing to lose in all of this because he's already about he's let's already set aside, Let's set aside the nuclear option because we all know there's really nothing to talk about at that point. So, you know, if that happens, there's no reason to even follow that any further. We know how that ends. Now, the cyber yes. attack is something that I did hear about uh, a possible being a possibility coming from Russia, just because we are, even though we don't have boots on the ground, we are back in Ukraine military. They've already did cyber attacks yeah. to Ukraine. Well, so, and they've already hit us with cyber attacks in the past. Yeah, I, I, not I, I don't widespread see ones and they were stopped. I don't see a reason why they couldn't. I mean, when they shut down our, our uh, one of our oil companies over here. That it was shut down for like two, three weeks. The government did not they, they did not get control of it for like two or three weeks because of that hack. Uh, that, that this was uh sometime last year, around around I want to say March or Aprilish of last year. I know people and, don't want to hear this, but since we're all go ahead. Okay, I'm saying, and the 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 case being is. A, a, you know, they're like, oh, well, it's a short period of time to, to be without uh, energy. Well, all it takes is a short period of time when you're dealing with war that could lead to millions, millions dying and some somebody getting a strategic advantage because they're able to plan uh, and strategize while the while the uh, opponent was blind. So it, even if even if it gets shut down for two, three days, that is a significant period of time when you're in war. So uh, let me try to remember where I was going with that. Oh, okay. So if we fat, or if we go back in time, 2014, they take Crimea. Obvious it's a strategic position for them because it's their only warm water port and the only access they have to the Atlantic or well to the Atlantic ocean. That's not frozen. So they basically just let him have it. Now, when Trump was in office, the, the West, United States specifically, we were energy independent. We were supplying Europe with oil. And as soon as Biden takes office, he shuts off our oil supply. He, he basically funds the Russians. And so in that time, Putin has been able to amass the resources necessary to make him brave enough to attempt something like this. And he called Biden yes, because yes. he knows that he's not going to do anything. Biden is, you know, you saw him come out the other day, th sanctions. What did he do today? Sanctions. Well, the thing is, is he put sanctions like, on he's just after Putin's already invaded. And you know what? You said the exact same thing that I've been saying this entire time, which has been, if Trump was in office, this would never have happened. And the reason being is because Trump had sanctions on Russia. And Russia didn't have the money to do an invasion at that time. Biden yeah. gets in there. Not only does he shut our energy down, he stopped Israel's pipeline to Europe, which, which basically allowed Russia to monopolize the entire European energy sector because Germany gets 60% of their energy from Russia and the rest of the European Union gets roughly 25 to 35% of their energy directly from Russia. And we are also purchasing energy from Russia, 250 million barrels. Right now, I think I think it's over like, I think it's like 100,000 gallons per day that we are paying to Russia for, for energy. 
when we could have been energy independent when uh, under Trump, we were we had the lowest uh, cost for crude oil in a long time, over 45, over 47 years. And we were energy independent for the first time in over 40 years. And we were the number one uh, distributor of energy throughout the world during that big, during that uh, brief tenure of time that Trump was in office. So Biden seems to have basically done this on purpose. He's given them the money. It does seem to, like it seems systematic almost. It seems and, like you it's know, by design. I, I I don't try to I don't try to peddle a conspiracy theory, but what does Biden have to gain in a war with Ukraine? I tell people this all the time. I'm like, well, I, if 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 Russia invades Ukraine, what happens to the Hunter Biden information that's in Ukraine? It's mysteriously disappeared. Well, I mean, it gets, nobody's been talking about destroyed. that for a long time. But but the case is is that John Durham is still doing his doing this investigation, and he's starting to get a lot more people involved in it. And eventually, it's going to come up to all of the dirty players in the Obama administration because I mean, we already know from the mouth of Peter Strzok that POTUS wants to know everything that we're doing. POTUS being Obama. And that's when all of this started and all of this information regarding Ukraine and the impeachment scandal, all of this is all connected to everything that Barack Obama and Joe Biden did. Like for, they let Russia take Crimea in 2014. And you know, as you said, I, you know, I I I am a lover of J.R. Tolkien's work, and when I when I looked at it, I says to myself the same thing Gandalf said in the Fellowship of the Ring. It, it's a, it is a strategic not Fellowship of the Ring, but the battle the Battle of Five Armies. He says he's he's not after Ukraine for the riches that it has. He's after it for its position. What, what lies about Ukraine? Ukraine has five major ports that can that uh, that would be Russia's biggest ports that it could use to connect trade with these of other nations and enrich itself. It's, it is a strategic position. It is a strategic play. It puts him closer to the members of NATO, which uh, I'm tired of NATO. They don't do anything anyway. But it puts them close. He puts them closer to that, so that he can have eyes more easily on all of his competition. It is a very strategic uh, position, and Biden, his weakness has allowed Putin to go through with this. He took off the sanctions and said that he wasn't going to put any sanctions until uh, until there was an invasion. And he says that well, it's going to be a minor incursion. We won't do anything. And it's been less than what, 48 hours? And he's already taken Kiev? So this is one thing that's been kept out of the mainstream media. So Russia, we all know why they took Crimea. That's pretty much a given by now. But they, Crimea receives, received almost all of their water supply. Uh, on the North Crimean Canal. And it, when Russia took it, Ukraine built a dam and cut off 90% of their, well, they cut off their whole water supply 
and 90% of their, uh, their crops are gone. The people only have water for a few hours a day. And that's also a major factor in why Putin has been putting pressure on Ukraine and they refuse to undam the water. And no one said anything about that. But you also have to give, give, uh, give also this for Ted. Ukraine's in this predicament because of Bill Clinton as well. With the night in the in nineteen the nineteen nineties when Bill Clinton was president, he had an agreement with with Ukraine to do to denuclearize yeah. and get rid of the nuclear weapons, and order in exchange for American protection. Well, I don't want us to go to war, but if there was a deal involved in that, you would think that the presidents or Congress yeah. would do everything in their power to prevent a war or invasion of Ukraine from ever be, being possible in the first place, and. Well, well, and that's we, one of the reasons today, they wanted them to join NATO. Well, we've seen today they took Chernobyl. And we all know what happened in Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. Well, the first the first article, it turns out the first article I read about this was false. But the earliest one I saw this morning actually said that they had accidentally destroyed the power plant, which was pretty scary. But then it came back that no, they just took it. They didn't destroy it. Because if they destroy it, the, the elephant's foot is down, still down in there. If that gets out, man, that radiation, if you get anywhere near it, you'll drop dead instantly. And that and, place, and you know, it's or the radiation Chernobyl has like hundreds of thousands of years. Chernobyl is a beautiful place right now. The, 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 the wildlife and nature has taken over that entire city. It looks gorgeous. But you let some of that stuff that's been sleeping dormant under the earth's soil and under all, underneath all that debris and other uh, security methods that they have put in place come up to the surface. There, there goes that. You know, I'm, it's times like this, I was I was talking to my grandma about this earlier, like, man, I'm really glad our ancestors made it to the new world. However they got here, I'm glad they did because. The old world has has been in flames from the very beginning, and it still is. In times like this, I wish I was your grandmother's age so I could uh, not be around when things start to get bad. Well, I don't. I can't. There's something about this that makes it. It makes it more of a fatalistic attitude. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But we got to do what we got to do anyway. Um, it's certainly an interesting time to be alive. It's exciting to me, but it's also, you know, it's a little scary, I, but I'm I never expected. I never expected that we would be facing our own Great Depression in our lifetime. I, I figured that this uh, event would probably take place a generation after ours. Uh, yeah, you know, what, like when we're but, old, maybe. Yes, There's... but you know, and then it goes on. You know, a lot of people say that most civilizations uh, tend to cap out at about 250 years. Oh, well, America, we're at 240, 242, 244, somewhere around there. And yeah, you know, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln has always said, uh, quoted saying that, uh, that if America were to were to die, it would be by suicide, not not by some other foreign power. That's usually how it is. Great empires. Well, 
you know, it's more complicated than that because yeah, it is first and foremost, the internal strife, but external strife adds to that. And that's what's happening now as well. It's the whole world, but it's us. It's, it's, and all this is happening because the West and specifically the U S has lost their influence on the, on the, in geopolitics. Well, it's not only that, but I, I'd say a lot of it has to come to the fact that, uh, you know, you know what Section 5 of Article 3 of the Constitution says about treason. It says that treason is defined as levying war against them, them being United States, and or levying, not levying, but uh, giving aid and comfort to the enemies of them, them being the United States. And it seems as though our politicians, particularly those on the left, uh, are uh, all giving aid and comfort to all of our enemies. Look at what Biden did with uh, removing the Taliban yeah, off of I mean, our no travel list. I think, I think we're I, I obviously it's treasonous, but I, I hear that brought up a lot and I just don't really think much of it because, you know, that's been going on here for a long time. And it's like, who's going to enforce it? Nobody. The people in power are not going to impose it on themselves. The only I mean, see, we had. I think if Trump would have had another four years, then, of course, you still have to worry about whoever comes after him. It's like these things can be turned around and maybe. The 2022 midterms might, you know, it might help in some way, but hopefully we get to that before. I mean, I mean, then it wouldn't matter. So I'm talking about in the event of us not, you know, ruining things for us just sticking out just long enough to make it. I mean, you wanted to make this. I fully expect civilization to collapse. Well, I I'm saying I expect civilization to collapse before we make oh, it's it going it's going to it's and it, i'm not i'm not i'm not saying multi-planetary but it's going to collapse but you wanted to make this uh as gloom and as doom as possible so i don't think there's anything more gloom and as doom for american people particularly those of us that live in the south of mississippi than the gloom and doom that's going to happen to our pockets as a result of this Gasoline prices are going to be reaching over $4 on a national average. I've just told my friend of mine that lives in New York that gas prices is already over $6 oh, yeah. in New York. Well, and energy costs well. directly, directly raise the cost of everything else. It, if it costs more for fuel, it's going it's to gonna cost collapse. the truck drivers more. That. To, to transport it, if it costs the truck drivers more to transport it, then the producers are going to raise the cost of their goods. If it costs more to get the goods on the shelves, the stores are going to raise the sale price of the wholesale price of these items in order to make profit. And so it's going to get horrible. I mean, you, you've already seen inflation at uh, Target meats where chicken is up 24%, beef is up 32%, milk is up by 15%. I mean, it's going to get a hell of a lot worse. And I, I expect some of these to be over 50% in cost by the end of this. And people are really going to start feeling the effects when it starts to affect the cost of bread and bottled water. Okay. So right now, the national debt is $30 trillion. By 2026, Medicare will run out. 
by 2023, Social Security will run out. I think by yes. that point, the dollar will have already collapsed. And our dollar is basically worthless after what Alden told us. Now, you remember that statistic, well, the 80% yes, of all of within, our revenue. Within $1,000 today in nine years will be worth less than 500 at this rate. But it could, it, it probably will accelerate. But, but I will say this, there is a silver lining to this. And I've been telling people this all the time. There is a silver lining to this for people who are smart in the markets. Uh, do not hesitate and start pulling all your money out of the market. Keep it in there because the market always recovers. I, I you know, with, with the policies that FDR put in place, they say he may have extended the Great Depression by 10 years. With the buffoons that we have, I think that will probably be about 20 years of extended call, uh, extended depression. But regardless, when the market begins to recover, so if you have capital in the market when it begins to recover, uh, those people who did not pull out and kept purchasing and buying in, you're talking Rothschilds overnight, maybe even Rockefellers overnight, and, and the amount of money that they'd be able to make once everything starts to recover. The problem is, is who has the money to take advantage of that? It's certainly not the small people right now. Mm. So there's a chance. I don't, I think the best, given the circumstance that we're in right now, I hope Biden doesn't do anything. I hope he, I don't think he's going to. I think that he's just going to sanction and that's it because he's weak. I don't, you know, this, this is the closest we've been to a world war since the last. But even if this doesn't result in World War III, we're still going to, there's still going to be a global financial crisis. You know, that we're still going to lose our, our place in, in on the world stage that we already have. The, the our country who, will continue to grow over. more and more divided. And I, I don't really see any other way out of this than splitting the country up. Well, it, or at the very least, splitting up some states that have to have uh, so much power. Because as it is right now, I'd go to Texas. California and New York basically make all the decisions for this country. I would definitely be moving to Texas. Yeah, I would go back to my homeland as well. And you know, Texas and then it's it, the safest place to be, I think. But then there's also there's also this issue. America becomes displaced as the premier superpower of the world. Who steps in the field of void? There's there will be only two countries or with two or with the money, uh, the capital to fill in that gap, one being China, and the other one would be uh, the Arab Empire that is Saudi Arabia because of the energy that, uh, conglomerate that they have. And if those two nations become the, 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 the superpowers that replace America on the global stage, by God, the, the, the amount of, um, at that particular point in time, you may, you may as well say that we are living in uh, Lord of the Rings because the Western world will fall for a while until somebody manages to, to take over and defeat the East. I, mean, I don't, I, I'd be, I would be fine with living in a place like Switzerland, just stays out of everything. 
we're fine. Don't mess with anybody, but don't mess with us. And the remnants of the United States will still, I mean, Texas by itself is the 10th largest world economy. Yes. And there's U.S. states that, the state of Florida has basically the same GDP as the whole country of Russia. Yes. California has more GDP than uh, like the next four or five countries combined. Well, California is going to become a third world country if it not if it isn't already. Yes, if if I think it if probably we break up the is. if we break up the country, California's income goes kaput. They they go bankrupt. They America's, can't make it without everybody else. Yeah, well, and that's not our, you know. They, I mean, Cal- California has the they have the uh, one of the this one of the the second largest economy out of the United States. First, first being New York, but California's problem is, is despite having the second largest economy out of out of the United States, they have the highest debt out of the United States, even higher than Mississippi's debt. So, California cannot afford to be their own nation. They could they run out of money without government uh, funding. They will collapse, and then that's that's on them. I'm sure they'll have open borders to Mexico. 100% they will. And it's just, see, the problem is, it's not like there's a really a fine line. Like, during the first Civil War, there was the slave states and the free states. But now, it's like New York versus upstate New York and Northern California versus Southern. It's like, it wouldn't be clear where to draw these lines. And so, maybe... <laughs> People would just have to move. But the biggest problem it would not is be an happen. easy transition. It would be bad. The biggest problem is even creating the breaking up of the states because we all know that the convention of the states is not going to happen because of the restrictions that Congress has put in place on getting to a convention of states. Oh, it would require a conflict. It would require armed conflict. Yes, it would. It would, and it would be a bigger bloodbath than the Civil War ever was. Yeah. Well, it's certainly not a happy future ahead of us, at least not for a while. But you know, like I said, I think, I think I'll have. Uh, I'll have lost the rest of the hair in the middle of my head and the, and the ones on the side will be gray by the time we're done with all of this. Hmm. I, I, I really see that we are going to be hurting for a good while to come, uh, particularly people in our generation, because it is now on us to bear the front of all of this. You know, the generation that caused these problems, they're, they're checking out. They're going away. You yeah. know, I don't mean I don't mean to do the victim to play the victim card or blame the older generation, because I think that this generation has a lot of at fault for the reasons why they don't have any money, especially considering that once this transfer of wealth comes in, this generation will, re- will have received the greatest transfer of wealth in history. But the problem is that transfer of wealth because of the actions of this previous generation is basically nothing because the inflation has well, wiped that stuff to zero. Yeah. It's, I try, I mean, 
yeah, this is not the same world that they grew up in. You know, but all of that is factual. All that is true. But it's still up to us to clean it up somehow. So it's a day-by-day thing, I suppose. It remains to be seen how we're going to do that. It's just we have to. And, you know, I, I cannot think of it, it, it's hard to think of solutions that we haven't already stated the problem is is who is there that we can look to that will be able to implement these these uh, solutions because let's face it the chances of Trump being around another 10 years swim He's 74. Biden is 79. Who else is there? Who do we trust to to carry on that mantle to bring us back around? There's there's nobody that I could think of on either side. It's really a problem that we have to look to our political leaders, you know, because obviously they're the only ones who can implement these policies, but it doesn't start with them, but yeah, I don't really, I don't know as far as the political arena goes, who would even try. I have no idea. And it seems like that's a question we've been trying to confront since I came on the show. It seems like since, every other since before we're talking about who is before this you be? came on the show, actually, yeah. uh, I've been, I've been well, twirling around this, before since before then because i've been saying uh that after trump that's that's what really matters and i don't think that pence wants it i don't think that he'd do all that well i don't think that ben carson wants it anymore and then uh then there's the other overlying overlying issue is that all of the candidates which i just listed are old and so yeah, that's these these are the problems that we that we are facing. Not only are there's is there an age problem, but there's a severe lack of leadership, true leadership that can pull us through the next age. And it's at, it's at this point that I actually believe that America's democracy will wind up becoming a uh, a f- some form of monarchy involving the Obamas. I don't know about that. If the country splits up, then, you know, they might, I, I don't really know how to address that, but you know, a monarchy is we've tended to do that with our presidents anyway, because that's like, we put that weight on the first family. And the thing about England, or should I say the UK, is that they still have that ceremonial figure to bear the weight of that symbolism. And they also have a government leader. In America, that's why, they, that's why we kind of made a monarchy out of the presidency, because we didn't have anybody to bear that ceremonial burden of representing what the culture stands for. 
And we did that with our presidents. And it's, you know, let's say we, we managed to get control of the reins of government and make it a small government. Let's say we, we wind back the clock to 1776 and start again, just like that. Why would we think it wouldn't turn out exactly the same way in the future again? You know, and that's the, and that is the biggest, that's the biggest problem. You know, I, I, our constitution is by far the greatest, the single greatest document in the history of the world when it comes to, to a person's rights and liberties. And there is no country that even comes close, that even compares to uh, the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. It's, it's not even comparable. But the, it, there, there are issues with our Constitution uh, that have bec- that aren't inherent to the Constitution itself, but have become issues due to the current Congress and many of the things that that Congress has done and rules that they have put in place that if they uh, would step aside and do their actual jobs as they are supposed to, uh, many of these uh, problems, these footholds would would dissipate. Getting rid of Congress persons should not be this difficult. term limiting Congress should not be this difficult, but Congress continues to put rules on the books and they have gone well beyond and above what the declaration, what the, uh, what the constitution has authorized Congress that they should be able to do. They have gone well beyond that. And it's relatively only in modern time that they have, that they have taken this massive seizure of power for a great portion of our history here in America as a union of states, uh, the Constitution has, has sort of, the Constitution and Congress particularly has sort of remained uh, hesitant to, 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 um, to interfere with, with daily human living. But over the last 40 or so years, that's when they started this rapid seizure of power. And I mean, our constitution is only pretty much there for ceremony now. Nobody is upholding the constitution as it's supposed to be. I think they, I mean, I, I think this, the seeds for this kind of growth were planted long before 40 years ago though. And that's why I, say I know that. I think they're planted, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's possible, even if we manage to take it all the way back and restart the clock, I feel like it would turn out the same way because just this is because of the system that was set up. This is how you, it turns out. You know what I feel like of us talking right uh, with, about this? I feel that this is the way God would have felt before the flood of Noah's time. I feel this is what he was thinking, like, okay, if I restart, you guys are just going to do it all over again. So what do I do then? Do And that's what I feel like would happen. What, what will we do? Will we, if we could snap our fingers, Thanos, uh, the, Thanos the world and start all over again and, mis, and uh, 
in in uh the United States, what what next when everything starts all up and then goes right back to where it was, do we just disappear the way some people think God has done, where he's kind of like, okay, you guys have at it. I'm I'm checking out. I'll be back when it's time to call roll call. Like what like what what happens? Do we do we just let it all go to hell then? Well, sometimes it does seem like, you know, sometimes it does seem like it is a hopeless situation, but, you know, I'm not going to lie down and act like that, though. It's still, we should still try to make it better. We should still try to fix it. But it may be that this is just the cycle of things and, you know, it'll get better, but it'll get worse again too. Yes. Yes, that is true. One of the things that I have learned through watching history though, is for the most part, as history gets, as things get better in history and then they get worse, when they get better again, if the cataclysm was not too, too great, when it gets better again, that piece tends to last for a longer period of time than the previous. The problem that I think that we face here is, is what this calamity would bring. And, and as you know, in the words, a lot of people are going to die of Albert Einstein, that he, he said that he does not know what war, World War three will be fought with, but of World War five, it would be of sticks and stones. And that's because he believes that a war yeah, of uh, that catastrophe you know what he would, when he said that would set us back to the dark ages, and and humankind has had that happen before, where the technology yeah. th- that we had uh, was basically reset. I mean, you had uh, things like the Ottoman Empire and the Roman Empire, and all of those things they were flourishing, had technology far advanced of what would happen when they finally collapse in the dark ages, the middle ages, as some people like to call them, the medieval times began. It was complete, a complete reversal of everything which was learned. They lost all of that. Yeah. Then even before that, you had the Bronze Age collapse. And yeah, I mean, imagine if everything was just, if we were just set all the way back to the Bronze Age. Imagine how long it would take us to get the internet again. Especially that wouldn't if even all be of something the, we were thinking, we'd just be trying to survive. Especially if all of the uh, of the information has been destroyed. I mean, that is the danger of all these people wanting to do these book burnings. You're destroying information that could save the world at one particular point in time. A lot of the a lot of the reasons why we were set back so far then was because of how primitive recording. Uh, made of historical events was. So, I mean, could you could you imagine how technologically advanced we would be now if those resets never happened? If that data that we had then carried over and translated oh, over yeah. to now? I'm sure, we would already have colonized the solar system by now, at least. Yeah, so I'd be moving things to my mind right now. I'd be Master Yodeling around here. 
Well, let's hope we don't wipe ourselves out on a positive note. On the most positive note possible. It's a given that we're going to go through a global financial collapse. But maybe World War III doesn't happen. Maybe. In that case, it's still going to be economically very difficult. A lot more difficult than it ever has been possibly since well obviously it's going to be worse than the great depression but if, if, maybe if we make history, it through this within the next couple of decades on a high maybe if if history is our guide i predict that world war three will happen in about five years after china takes taiwan and at some point in time I do believe that Iran will get involved. It will be, it'll be the East versus the West yet again. And this time, I don't know if America might will be strong, great enough to win this war because it's not only a war of, of, of uh, military power, but it's also it's a war of morale and it's a war of ideology and Americans have lost morale and the ideology of the Americans have shifted so far to the East that none uh, of the people even think... want a war. No citizens in any country want a war. This is the governments. I mean, protesters are got arrested in Moscow protesting their own government. Nobody wants this. This is not something that, that this is a government thing. You know, at least in the world wars, the governments are the people in those countries, in our country and in those other countries, at least they wanted to be fighting. They, they had something they could stand behind. This is not the case now. But you know, what if everybody the, in the military, what if we just said no, like we're not doing this anymore? Do you see the inherent danger in that though? If, if, that is the case. If these people, if our military does not fight when they are told to, what other recourse will Biden's administration push to? I'm, I'm not. No, no, no. You're, you're misunderstanding me here. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about what if the people of the world decided to stop doing what their governments wanted. That's they that's said, what no, I we're mean. Going to go fight. If the if they did that, what is the recourse that their governments would take? The missiles, the nuclear, the nuclear they weapons. They can't do that. They can't do that by themselves. It's only a button away for some for some places. It's not that. The law coordinates. The point. I'm I'm this not saying the point. I'm saying that government officials, not the people themselves, their government officials know how to operate that machinery and know and know how to target. They man, you're just being a contrarian now. It would be a lot better if all the people of the citizens of the world, the ones who are going to go out and fight, just stopped. It would. I be. know that's not going to happen. It would be. It would but, be ideal, but it won't. The Ukrainians are going to fight to protect themselves, and can you blame them? They're going to. They're going to be massacred. It's, this is going to be tragic. One hundred and fifty Ukrainians have already been killed. Uh, at least from my at least from my uh, count of my report this morning that I that I listened to, 
there's no telling how many have died throughout the night. Whilst the other nations are watching, it's just looking in. And you have to think that Iran, Afghanistan, the Taliban, China, they're watching as well to see what the response of the West is going to be before they make moves of their own. Because we know China's going to take Taiwan. We already know that. And we know China's planning on taking Japan. That's why they've been expanding their military base in the Indian Sea. We know that they want to do this. It's just a matter of when they do it because they're watching the response of the West, more particularly the response of America, since America likes to put its business where it doesn't belong and proclaim to protect all of these nations that could be protecting themselves like Japan. There's no good response at this point. But if, if there is no response, the response that the East will make may make the decision for us. If there's no good response at this point, not with somebody like Biden in office. There's not. I mean, I think the best thing. I don't want to be saying it. I just think the best thing is for him to just not do anything about it. That I, they I, can't, have, I have to we should at least disagree. take solace in the fact that, well, what should he do? What should Joe Biden, what would you want he him should, doing? I don't want him to go to war, but he has to do something. Something to show like strength what? more than retroactive He doesn't sanctions. have any. He has to do something that would put on the world stage that there are consequences. But the problem is, is that he's already played that card and he and he folded because he did it That's too what late. I'm saying. That's where we are. But he has so to know now. Now he's in a predicament where he has to do something. And the only thing that he can do now to show strength, is, unfortunately, is put troops in the ground or, or drop a mother of all bombs directly in the middle of Russia. And that's not something that I think anybody wants. That's a terrible idea. But that's his, that's his only option now. Otherwise, his ne the next option is, is show, how, show the world how weak you are by doing nothing. Well, we already are. That's where we are now. And, and you expect him to make a, a like a, a, a train of correct decisions. No, this I don't. It's not going to happen. I don't expect him to do it. I expect the puppeteers around him to do it. But they don't know a good decision if it hit him in the face. And quite frankly, uh, this is what they want to begin with. It all plays into their plans. Uh, what their plan is, I haven't the slightest idea. I know it's a plan that deals with practically the genocide of the Western idea. But what that entails, we don't know, but maybe we should ask George Soros. He might have a solution.
since he's the one that's funneling the money to everything. This stuff is exhausting, man. These are the times that we happen to have lived in. I don't really think there's much else to say about this whole Ukraine crisis thing. I, I mean, there's no good choice here. There's just not. The best option we have is no nuclear war. And, yes, you know, we just can't afford to go into another damn war. We just, nobody, we're just tired of this stuff. That's our best option. Joe, Joe Biden can't be trusted in a position like that. So hopefully the 2022 midterms do something. Yes, but there we have the problem of these nut jobs in Congress that are pushing Joe Biden in that direction. Wicker, Graham, Schumer, Turtleneck. I mean, these, these old crones need to be need to be replaced. Uh, I mean, this. I mean, this is this is a, a, a part of my French, but this is a shitstorm that we have never seen before. I mean, this is a this is a a massive tobacco, and the only solutions that we have left are to do nothing and get screwed, or to go to war and end the world and get screwed. Yes, that's that's the only option. And it's not funny, but it's the only options that we have. And, and wow. re- really, really what it comes down to is analogy, uh, put it this way, what it comes down to is either, or do you want to get screwed uh, straight in or do you want to get screwed from the side? That's pretty much, that's pretty much the only choice we've been given is which position do you want to be in when you're getting screwed? Yeah, that well, that's basically, you know what? I think that we have done our part as far as covering this Ukraine, uh, Russia, at least, you know, the first day of it. And we have another interview tomorrow, a congressional interview with Raymond Brooks police officer by the way i don't know if you knew that or not i have not done any research on him and he's black which i am quite uh interested uh, in gulfport police i believe gulfport police i'm quite interested anyway. in seeing a black republican south of mississippi running for congress it, it happens but uh you know the reason why I chose not to run a Republican ticket was because I knew it would be an uphill battle trying to win in the state of Mississippi as a black person on any ticket, not Democrat, because as it comes down to per capita, Mississippi has the largest population of blacks to whites at about 36 to 38 percent of the state being black. If I lose 38 percent of the vote, 
Well, we can't, can't even say that because you might you might want to say that maybe about if you go by Trump's numbers, about eight percent of the uh, of the vote would be Republican. So if I lose 30, uh, 28 to 30 percent of the vote. I instantly lose the election. And so that's the hurdle that I see with uh, with, with Mr. Brooks. You know, I, I just hope at this point, I just want to get Stephen Palazzo out of there because I, I don't think he's doing us any good. And so that's why when I started contacting all these people, I said, Palazzo is not going to respond to me. So I'll interview all of his opponents, all of them, all at least all the ones that will respond. And eh, that's only two of the. I think there's six Republicans running, but, you know, I'm still going to try to get in touch with the other ones. I have, um, I've been in contact with um, an Arizona state representative who's running in the second district there as well. Don't we still have uh, contacts out on the other Democrat running? Or has he declined us? Yeah. No, he hasn't declined us. I just had to set it up. I'll start doing my jargon on getting some of those people as well. And uh, March 4th, Casey. I don't know how to say his last name. The, he's the host of Free Speech Northwest. Yes, I remember that. I remember that he uh, he uh, gave a like to our uh, Facebook page, and I believe he has liked and shared some of our most recent content as well. He also sent me a friend request on uh, from the Facebook page, so uh, I'm looking forward to that one as well. I think it's going to be fairly fun, very interesting. But, um, and it, you know, obviously would give us a lot more people that we can get in front of. Um, I'm still going to try to make the YouTube thing happen, but obviously there's certain things that we can't say um, when we, for thanks to YouTube, you know, so. I have created us a Rumble account and I've uploaded a couple of our interviews there also. That's very good. And Trump's social uh, social media network Truth is supposed to be coming out soon. However, I don't see it's out now. I don't see it on uh, on app on uh, Android. I think it's only on oh, Apple yeah. products right now because I looked for Truth Social on on the Play Store and Google did not have it. Yeah, I, that's weird. I I didn't actually. I signed for up for the email thing, but yeah, I have the emails, I but uh, Google Google is censoring again. That's just like they took Parler off of their uh, off the plat, off of the uh, off of the Play Store. Okay. So yeah, you got to download it from the web. The I you can't download Google. it from the Play Store. You just got to search for it's it. This is. It says coming soon to the Play Store, so it's not it's it's only available on Apple right now. It's not available on the Google Play Store right now. 
So the only way that we can use Trump's social media website is currently uh, if we have an iPhone or just do it on our browsers. Yeah. I mean, it would probably be a, is it like Facebook? I don't know. I, it would it, it, it would be similar to, like on it. It would be similar to Facebook or 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 Instagram. I'm going to sign up right right now. Uh and let me go. Let me let me let's let's, let's do this. Let's do this here. Uh take a look. Let's take a look here. Um boom. <laughs> Okay, so let's take, let's see. We're going to go do some work. Do, do a search here. Truth Social. I'm sharing my screen here. So this is what it looks like. And as you can see, it says coming to the Play Store soon. So I'm going to sign up. All right, let's fill out this category. Boom, boom, and let's sign up yeah that's what it was doing on my phone too so that means that not allowed that means that uh we're likely being blocked by the the media ex uh people from from doing it let's see let's see if this makes any difference because you know some some uh, browsers are better than others when it comes to doing that type of thing. So let's open up Firefox. Which uh, what do you use? Which I was using Microsoft Edge. Using? I use Microsoft yeah, Edge. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, That's probably what. It... Let me go to Google Chrome and see as well. I, if it, if I couldn't get it on Edge, I probably won't be able to get it on Google Chrome either because, you know, if it's not on Play Store. Let's see, this is Google Chrome. Same thing, 405, not allowed. All right, so let's go to Firefox. Firefox. Sign up. It's the same thing I'm, uh, on every browser yeah, that I've tried. Wrong with it. Yeah, uh, there's it's, something wrong with it. It's what they did to Parlor. It's what they did to Parlor. They stripped it of its rights. They did this to Parlor. Because see, this is Parlor. Uh, if I still have <clears throat> have it, uh, my my Parlor account. And they they completely took Parlor down. Uh, you can't get it on oh, the Play Store. They they oh Parlor just came back about about two or three months ago. What's my password, Parlor? Damn it! Oh, it's a Twitter alternative. So but this is Parlor Twitter. And and I like Parlor, but they but they shut Parlor down uh, a while ago, 
and basically deleted everybody's stuff. So I used to have a whole bunch of things on Parler. You see, now all my posts that I posted for when I shared all of my stuff from my website uh, and from the podcast, I I had all of that on my Parler, but they deleted it. They they killed it, and they said they did it because uh, it was promoting uh, hate speech and terrorism. But they did it only because conservatives were using it. Yeah, there's articles on here about other people getting the 405 not allowed for Truth Social. So yeah, let's do let's do a quick little a little search on that. I want to see 405 Truth Social 405. What does it say here? Uh, NinjaBeast.com. What a what a what a name that is. Uh. Uh, I don't like doing that type of stuff. Nope. Uh, I shouldn't have to prove myself to use to use a website to read an article. Let's see what this one says. Okay, you go to it. Dot, dot, dot. There's a new media launched by Trump. Then that'll do. However, users who have tried the app and counter air message. Here's everything you need to know. Unable to load this content. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, so waiting list. Oh, wow. Well, it doesn't seem to be. All right, here's the, here's the error message it says. Others have received error messages when trying to use the app. A person tweeted, I've been trying to subscribe to Truth since last night. Can't verify my email. Error message uncomfortable. Uh, while Maybe others they speak, just rolled it out too early. It's possible. I wrote it out to her. It looks like there's some bugs or something. That's what the daily yeah, news has to say. Got bugs. Yeah, the daily news says that it's a choppy, there's a choppy launch. Well, I mean, it did. Facebook and Twitter did launch pretty choppy as well, right? So give it some time. I say, it says uh, social media platform. Link to Donald Trump appeared on the Apple Store in time for President's Day. Though his debut uh, so far has fallen short of making the internet great again for former president's followers. Several users tried signing up for the platform called Truth Social, got error notices, or were put in lengthy waiting lists. Numerous attempts to register on truthsocial.com were met with a 405 not allowed message. Uh, the MAGA alternative to Twitter, uh, which booted Donald Trump, the platform after January 6, 2021 insurrection, which he was actually booted far earlier than that, uh, was created by Trump Media on Technology Group, former representative. You know, wait a second. I, I want to address this because this is this here. This is the reason why Trump caused the fake news. Twitter banned Donald Trump uh, long before this. Donald Trump's Twitter account as the sitting president of the United States was inaccessible uh, for the last two years of his administration for, of his office. He lost his account long before the January 6th supposed insurrection. Yeah, and and I he could, I don't remember exactly when I, it was. 
you know, I don't, I don't follow Twitter. I don't like Twitter. I don't use it, but I have to address that. Uh, so now it says a uh, former, former G, uh, group, former rep, Devin Nunes, a Republican from California, as the CEO of the 41st President's new technology company. He told Fox Business last month that Truth Social will be up and running by the end of the first quarter of 2022. A note on the app's Apple Store message indicates bugs fixes, bug fixes on Sunday night. While Trump has trumpeted his latest attempts to create a platform that will allow him to speak freely, Nunes assured Fox Business and Truth Social that Truth Social will be family-friendly social media outlet. Uh and let's talk about some Twitter stuff. And they're talking about tweets, blah, blah, blah. So really there's not really there's not a lot of information about this. So yeah, maybe 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 you're correct. Maybe it's just timing. Maybe they just it's just started it too early. You know, one of the things that I like to do uh, with with this is I can uh, take information that we that we can gather, and I can post it behind me, or I can put it up on a shared screen. But I also have given you the authority to share your screen whenever you want to. I allow multiple. Uh, multiple people to share screens at the same time. This way, it makes it easier for us to be able to relay information to people who watch us on our Facebook page and, and or YouTube or wherever I decide to stream us to because YouTube pisses me off. Um, but, it, you know, it makes it a little more cohesive for us when we're doing it as well, if we're able to so both share. How about this? Because I've, I've been thinking about, like, Obviously, we have to be kind of vigilant as to what we would play, but there are probably some times in which we'd be able to play recordings or snippets of videos. And oh yeah, I've done that before. Would there? There's no rule so, against that. Well, I mean, YouTube doesn't like to, you know, with YouTube the copyright has co- sometimes. You know, YouTube has copyright stuff, but so long as we're giving commentary and. Uh, we're not just sitting there watching the entire show on YouTube. Uh, it's fine. And then there's other, there are other platforms as well, like Odyssey and DLive and some other uh, alternatives to YouTube that I've been finding. Uh, one of the key benefits to being with Politically Provoked is that it's opened my eyes up to a lot of uh, competitors to YouTube that I never knew existed. Yeah, the rumble. I mean, obviously, it's going to take a while before it's the app is as good as the YouTube app because the rumble app is nowhere near as good. I mean, it works, but it's just not as good it's as the YouTube app. It's same not- same thing with the Odyssey app. The Odyssey app is not as good as the YouTube app. It's easy to use, but the YouTube app, I mean, everybody's been using it for one, but it's also such ease of access. <laughs> Uh, you know, easy to learn, even for elderly people. Uh, but, you know, 
we have to take advantage of all of those alternatives because the, the thing is, is us being a, a platform that's all about freedom of speech, that's all about telling the story that each of us live every day, regardless of who likes to hear it, because it's the truth. And if we're going to get censored because they don't want us to talk about topics that are affecting day-to-day uh, -day Americans, day-to-day -day human beings, because they don't like what the science has to say or that somebody has uh, an opinion of the science that is different from their opinion, then quite honestly, I really don't want to be part of those platforms. I don't want to be no. part of any platforms that's, that's, that's censor our ability to be able to speak, especially considering that much of what we say, if not all of what we say, is completely accurate. And and uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, and I wouldn't in truth. I would not. I'm pretty sure you'd probably agree with me on this too. I would not sign a contract with a company that wanted to censor what we say, no matter how much money they were offering, unless we got Absolutely. the freedom to say what we wanted to say, to have complete control over our what we say in our show. Then I don't want. It. I don't care how Absolutely. much money it is. Absolutely. The, the, the money is not worth it. Uh, what is worth it is making sure that people hear the truth. That, that's the only thing that's yeah. worth it. If yeah. people don't like the truth, they have a different opinion, then we have various methods in which you can contact us and relay your, relay your opinion. We'll have you on the show and talk with you about your opinion. You can debate us on it. We can have a simple discussion on it. Uh, you know, that's what grown adults do. They exchange yeah, information yeah. with one another. I would have no problem. they agree with... or disagree. Yeah, and if they don't agree, you know, they, they, get, they get up, they say, I disagree, that we hash it out, you talk about it, and you go away with a different perspective, hopefully, than you did when you came. And that's for both parties that were involved in the debate. Indeed. And so, and so you know, that, so, you know, the only reason why I'm still doing YouTube is because a friend of mine I was talking to tonight on the video on my game said that his phone his phone's broke uh, he's he lost his phone on the bus in new york uh about a year and a half ago and hasn't replaced it so he can only uh, listen to us on youtube well i said to him because uh, wow. for split for for his playstation and so i said to him well playstation has spotify i just you know i googled it tonight to make sure and so he said he's going to look into it and and i'm also and he also has contacts with uh with the office of SoundCloud, which they exist within his building in New York. So, and he has a pretty good relationship with the boss of SoundCloud. So I'm gonna do some research to see if we can get on SoundCloud as well. And- Yeah, well, uh, there's many platforms. We should just keep, you know, putting stuff on YouTube as long as they'll let us, but, you know, well, as many other I'm platforms do, as possible. I'm gonna keep putting things on YouTube and they're gonna keep, you know, we just uh, just a certain stuff that we can't that we can't say. So some content 
will just never go to YouTube because otherwise they'll strike the channel and delete it and, and take the channel down. And, you know, and every time they do it, we just tell everybody they did it. Yeah. But once they delete the channel, then I have to make a new channel and oh well, then I can't get the name back. And so, uh, you know, it's at, at that point in time, it's not worth it to go through all that trouble to tell the truth. But no, not I'll if we have to, all these other sources. I'll continue to post content there. But if we mention something, uh, but you know, it's strange because we, we questioned David Sellers on COVID as well. And they did not delete that video. Um, yeah, we, I, I did. Me, I don't, that's, it is kind of weird. Let, let me take a look here because if I take a look at Story of America season season uh, four of the videos that we have, uh, we have a video interview of David Sellers. I have a video of me with Jay. Um, I haven't updated the videos, uploaded the videos that we did with, um, with Aaron or Alden because that was before I created the YouTube channel. But we have that video with, with Jay and David Sellers and me with Michael Jordan. Um, but we talked COVID with David Sellers. We talked COVID with all of our political candidates. The one with David Sellers didn't get deleted. Um, I'm not trying to say that there's conspiracy against Republican Carl uh, Boyer. They probably just didn't catch it. Well, that's what I would assume. Uh, they might catch it eventually. I don't know. It, it's just, it's the algorithm works very strange. I don't know because it's, it's, they it's deleted, not perfect. The algorithm, it's they didn't. They deleted the uh, the Carl Boyerton video within a day. It's been over two weeks since we did the David Sellers video. Then it probably just slipped through the cracks. I mean, the algorithm is not perfect. It's not humans watching all the videos. It's just an AI. And it's not perfect. It doesn't work all the time. So it's weird how they strike some things and not others. Well, apparently somebody had to watch it because I appealed to strike. I appealed to delete a video. And they said that it stood. It, that doesn't necessarily mean it was. I mean, there's there's billions of videos being uploaded every day there's just no way that somebody could go through and watch all of them if you appeal it maybe somebody did but i mean i i don't know it's I, i've heard a lot I, of I things know. about youtube striking how certain things and not others uh you know I, the problem with youtube is it has no real competition that's the problem with so many of these big tech companies and it's, you know, I don't want to impose limitations on companies. Uh, I don't think that any, I don't think that's right for anybody if we want to believe in free market. But the fact that government has given them so much power to monopolize uh, is, well, is, mean, what, is what led to this problem. I mean, big, big tech has become a massive problem. They have become a massive problem, but they, it's not, it's, they're really the ones in control now, not really the government. 
Yeah, the government does what they does what they say do. You know, and I guess I'll have to get myself one of those virtual headset devices and join the metaverse soon because they say that uh, the metaverse, (laughs) they say the metaverse is a good place for growing podcasts and stuff. Now they say, uh, Jay, I think so. I think we should. Jay has told me. Jay's told me that there's even people who get paid a lot of money to just do what we do. We'll just sit there and talk, uh, but they get paid to do it in the metaverse. We well, yeah. So I think we should. I mean, could you imagine a better way to make money? I I don't well, think I could. I could imagine a just few. Just sit there but, and talk about stuff. No, sit there and play a video game. <laughs> well, you know, people but, do that too and get paid for that. And but you know, podcasting. But, you know, or just I don't know how to, about things that matter. I don't know how the metaverse works, but I will figure it out. And eventually we will join. Have you know, you I used, actually, I do have a, uh, have you used a one virtual of those headset device. Uh, no, I'm not using a metaverse headset, but I had a, I had a phone that came with one. And yeah, no, this no, no. phone. I'm talking about like an Oculus Quest. No, no. The, those things are amazing, man. They are amazing. I don't have one, but I've used one and they. I definitely want one. They're only like two two fifty right now. Hmm. Probably, that price is probably going to raise tremendously, so it's probably best to get one on order while we can get it cheap. But yeah. definitely, definitely start looking into that because I think that that's an avenue that we can take take uh, advantage of. The only problem that I have with the metaverse is uh, obviously the rights to privacy and information. Facebook is is vicious on that but the but you know what when you when you click the agreements and all of that stuff that's what you agree to all of that so in those case i have no problem with it but you know having them know certain certain information about you based upon the stuff that you do with your headset yeah it's creepy but i have no real problems with the idea of the metaverse. It's a stupid name, but <laughs> but I have no I have no problem yeah, with it. it. I think it could be. Of course, there's definitely going to be some people who choose to live their whole lives, and that's on them. That's fine. But the yeah, whole so, idea of it is pretty cool, to in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I like the idea. Uh, I don't know how you're going to walk around and stuff. What do you have to physically walk around in your house or something? I don't, I don't know how that stuff works. Well, you can, there's some, you can, but we'll see. I, when I used one, it, there was no metaverse. So I don't really know how the metaverse part of it works. You know, that, that's, I watched that's, this documentary where I was like standing at the base of Mount Everest and I was like, I was really there. You know, that's what it seemed like everywhere. Yeah, I looked, it was just like we're, we're, environment. we're sitting we're sit here talking about the metaverse, like two doddering old men trying to figure out the Internet for the first time. But I mean, this yeah, is. Well, yeah, that's how I this is something. <laughs> this is something that is completely new. I mean, it technically really is the, the second coming of the Internet. And so to speak, I'm not saying that that um, uh, whatever his name is, uh, what uh, Zucker. uh reinvented the wheel here but yeah no this is not this is not something that he decided on this is already happening 
but this this is a niche he market. He just wanted to get out in front of it. He, yeah, he was smart for getting out there before anybody else because people trust his brand, Facebook. You know, regardless of what people will say about Facebook and about Zucker, uh, for the for the most part, Facebook is by and large the most fair of these big social media websites by by a long margin. And and they're respected for that, even yeah, by conservatives. I guess so, because, you you know, they do. People get do get to lot, say a lot of stuff on Facebook. People do. I mean, they'll they'll every once in a while, they'll give you a strike or something. But it's it's really not. It's like a slap. Yeah, on the wrist. I, they don't really do anything. I got I got my my page uh, striked and closed down for seven days for saying the word retard in, re- in reference to blacks. <laughs> I was calling. I was yeah, calling. You should have known. You should have known. I was calling blacks retarded for uh, for championing George Floyd as a hero. Yeah, that's not nice. I mean, obviously. And and, and they and they struck me down. I and they said that I was that I was uh, being offensive. I, I said offensive to who? Well, yeah. You, I mean, it, it probably was offensive. I said, offensive to who? Do you not see the color of my skin, you dumb sons of? <laughs> and I guess yeah, that's why no, it stood because I, because I, um, I exchanged uh, words with them in a not so uh, polite manner. I was quite callous. Yeah, three hundred dollars, actually, sir. The MetaQuest too. The Meta Quest. This name is, uh, you know, eventually yeah, I think no. he's going to have to rebrand the name. Meta. Like it's not a cool meta. Name. It's not unless you're talking about video games, or if you're talking about metaphysics. And no one, no one talks about. Otherwise, metaphysics. it's like, yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people are interested in philosophy. Yeah, but. You know, you got Bruh. cool characters in video games like Meta Knight, or you talk about the game Meta. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the, but that the, the Meta that game came and stuff from like that. Meta. But the name, the word Meta, just means the beyond. The yes, what is Meta, Meta Knight is the knight that is beyond all knights. He's 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 the best character in Kirby. <laughs> well, it's it's a Greek word, but yes. I know most of the time when you hear it now, it's in relation to games. But, you know, metaverse, the verse beyond diverse, how can this be beyond the universe when it is within the universe? It's the, well, it's the metaverse because it's it's augmented reality. It's the world on top of the world we live in. I guess I, I maybe that's I, what he's going for. I don't know. It sounds pretentious. It is kind of it's, pretentious. Pretentious. It's even, also and self, cyberpunk and self, uh, and self-exalting. When you call something a verse, you're making yourself the god of that verse. I, I, I do this quite often because I write books that involve the omniverse and uh, ultraverses and all this other shit. Uh, pardon my French, um, but. In those books, I have to, I, as I write them, I have to embed myself in the role of God to create all of this. So Zucker Mark calling Zuckerberg it the me- is, he's yeah, the he's God the of the metaverse. Yeah, the meta God. May as well call him the beta God. 
<laughs> Did you see that picture of him whenever he came out introducing yeah, it? Yeah. And he was he looks like a robot. Video and there's like a freaking yeah, he had a bottle of sweet baby rays on his bookshelf. Just buy yeah, like, just freaking yeah, like, sauce. Like this is what you hard to be human. use every day. You we know you we know like, damn this, real. You don't even eat. Is this ribs. like am I being human enough? Isn't he Canadian? No. <laughs> I know that's Dorsey I'm thinking of. No, Dorsey's California, isn't he? One of those Jack tech Dorsey. bastards is Canadian. Um, I don't know. Peter Thiel, is he Canadian? I, I have no idea. There are, none of them are human. Oh, I think maybe one or two of them. We just never hear from them. I mean, the Twitter guy, uh, he's worse than Dorsey was, the one that took over from Dorsey. Well, yeah, Jack Dorsey, I think he was actually at the beginning the, the one who actually did kind of, he seemed more libertarian than the rest, but he just didn't do, yeah. do enough to help. He's, he seemed more human, but then as he started getting called out on it, he's like, oh, fuck this. I'm, I'm rich enough to dip out. He just didn't. He just, I guess he really wasn't built for that standing up for things, you know. Yeah, similar, similarly to um, to some of the guys that started Apple. I mean, you know, Steve Jobs was not the one that developed Apple. He was just pretty much the salesperson. There was a guy behind it who sucked at doing the selling part of it. Uh, but you know that's how great yeah, partnerships he also are made. had a really great he, he had a great mind for design too how to streamline things but he was an asshole just as a person yeah i mean he, he was, was, a drug addict. was the computer guy i mean he was a drug addict so what can you expect i assume he got better when he came back to the big apple in, in uh in 97 oh steve wozniak he was the other Steve. There was another guy who was involved in the founding who like sold all of his shares early and left. And, you know, and then he, he committed suicide. He, I think he committed suicide, he? actually. Yes. I, 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 mean, I, I remember. Know, that's understandable. I, you can kind of. If I remember correctly, point. if I remember correctly, this was at a building school when I was working in the financial industry for Primerica Financial Services. And we were talking about successful rich people. And one of the stories was about. The this guy who helped with Apple and he sold his shares and he wound up jumping off the side of Golden Gate Bridge or or some bridge somewhere. Yeah, same, that same, point, same thing for uh, jumped off of. <laughs> same thing for the guy who uh, for the guy who founded Victoria's Secret. He did the same thing. Apparently, a lot of people like jumping off bridges. I don't think at that point it's that you like jumping on bridges, it's just that you want to be dead. <laughs> you or know, rather not I, that you want to be dead, it's just that you don't want to be alive. You know, I, I share the sentiment um, with the late, great uh, William F. Buckley Jr. when he was in his dying years. And um, they asked him, he's, uh, would, would he, would he, would he, uh, like to go back and take 20 years off his life. And he says, he said to uh, to the guy, he said, no. He said, to be quite honest with you, 
I've grown quite tired of life. I've grown quite tired of living. I've lived a full life and I'm just ready to go, <laughs> whatever, whatever happens. And I think you get to that point when you reach his age, and especially since his vocabulary has started deteriorating at his age. You know, one of the things that Buckley was known for was his astounding vocabulary. And once it started to go, uh, you know, at his age, when he died, I think, you know, I think once you reach that age, yeah, especially when you see where the world is going, why why not be ready to just dip out? Yeah, I guess it's just some people reach that age earlier than others. Yes, I, re- I, re- I reached that age when I was in high school. <laughs> I reached that age right after high school and stayed there for a while, but I actually don't feel that way anymore. I actually Ooh, feel I, like maybe there is something to look forward to. I, I start to feel that way more and more as I started as I started doing this show, but for a while, that's that's where I was at, uh, particularly after my health uh, went south and I became terminally ill. I uh, I was like, you know, I'm just ready to go. Like it's time, you know. But then, but now my health is regulated, under control, and I should be able to live a full, stable, healthy life so long as I take uh, my medications on time every day for the rest of my existence. Yeah. Well, maybe we should go ahead and wrap it up there. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and get some questions together for tomorrow and make sure that show goes decently well yes i you know uh people uh, i've had people that have been watching them and they've been listening to them and these are these are doing really good the analytics are showing these are being very very good uh alden's um analytics have put him at the number one watch episode so far his first interview with us did you, yeah did you see how many like how many views and shares that last the one we had on facebook got yeah that was quite a and lot then I, i've looked at our estimated audience has grown we are you know it was at uh, a very low number now it's at still a low number but it's higher plus our our clicks our clicks and downloads and shares have grown to uh, over over 300 at this point which is really good that is a uh, over 1000% increase so i am i'm quite pleased uh, with a lot of these things so i think this is a, a course of Memphis in which we should go but uh, i i want to start involving more of the locals, uh, our local police sheriffs and things of that nature, because as you you are correct, that we are filling a role that local media refuses to, to do. And so in order for us to get that, to take that avenue, we need to be more involved in the local news scene and start talking more with uh, the, the local the, the people that matter to local news, which is usually law enforcement and stuff of that nature. So I, I'm, I'm going to start reaching out to them because I think that's important for our growth to fill that void that the media is leaving behind. Yeah, well, I did look at some getting some people on that were 
some other local people, not just Congress, not just candidates, but those candidates yeah. are local people uh, too, you know. Uh, but you were you were telling me something uh, before we go. You were saying something about uh, was it Arkansas? Uh, candidate, uh, gosh, uh, it's Arizona, Arizona second district. They just did a redistricting there, and this guy is running for the second district, which is the northeast corner. That's the part of the state that I lived in when I lived there. Uh, his name was Walt Blackman, but he told me that he would get back to me in a few weeks because they're in session right now. Okay. All right, well. Unless you have anything other to talk about, I we I, I didn't even want to to mention Kamala Harris's role in all of this because uh, we've already had enough gloom and doom. Yeah, uh, we're dealing with Biden. But we can leave we, her out. We've got more gloom and doom tomorrow to talk, to, to talk about because I guarantee you that this is going to be a question that is going to be asked. Uh, normally, I stick to my script, but this is going to be a question that I can that is going to be asked by me. I'm going to specifically write a few questions because this is an issue that unfortunately it affects us all and it has to be asked but with that being said uh we thank you for joining us for this episode uh like and share the episode with as many friends as you can but help get uh, get those clicks and get those downloads going because the more that you can share with us uh the the more that we can make and produce this content at a faster rate. I'd like to thank my co-host Rhett for joining me on this. Um, I would love to end this on a positive note. Sadly, there is none. So I would, <laughs> I encourage you all to look after your families, look after your savings and keep safe. And we're gonna keep updating you on this scandal this debacle that's happening in Ukraine and around the world. And we will also continue to try to encourage your spirits with the things that we believe can, can happen, that can still happen in this story of America. With that, we're signing off.